0: Thank you to those of you who helped out there earlier. I hope you didn't feel you are in the middle of a Horizon programme. We We've we'll probably moved from BBC Two to maybe BBC One and Channel Four a bit later on here. So don't worry, it'll all be covered. So we looked at the very particular nature of light there. A specific place in the spectrum. And Jesus who came to us at a specific place in a specific point in time. Light reveals what's going on around it. It banishes darkness and guides our direction, and Jesus cuts through all the barriers we might put up and shows us for who we are, all the faults that we know about that we'd prefer to hide from others, and He loves us so much that He wants us to step out of that darkness and live as children of His light, finding out what He wants us to do and doing it, looking Him at, to Him for guidance in our lives. When John wrote his gospel. Like Genesis, he went right back to the start and looked at the things at the beginning. Many people in his time had their ideas about how God and man related to each other. And John used their ideas and the idea of a word as that link to explain Jesus to them, that he was that word. I'm just going to read the start of John's gospel here. So if you want to follow it in your Bibles, it's on, page, think, thank you. it's on page 1063, John 1, verses 1 to 9, which is some very powerful words from, from there to help try and explain Jesus as the light of the world. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. There came a man who was sent from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not the light, he came only as a witness to the light the true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. John is relating to the Greek culture of his time who thought of the word as the link between God and man. This word gives light and life, understanding, dignity and purpose. And he was telling them, you're nearly there. The bit that you've missed is that Jesus is the light of the world. Let me tell you about Jesus. Now in this past month, we've been enjoying celebrating the Olympic and Paralympic Games. We were there in Hyde Park on Super Saturday. Huge screens showing that hour when Great Britain won three gold medals. Huge screen in front of us. Jessica Ennis, Greg Rutherford, Mo Farah. It didn't seem real, did it? It was unbelievable, just the experience to be together there, to be winning three gold medals. And then on the next huge screen over there, on a different channel, Team GB, football, losing on penalties. (laughs) Reality was restored. (laughs) Now, loads of you have probably been to some of those events or watched them on the telly. And what an example the dedication of the sportsmen and women has been as we see the fruits of their hard years of training, the discipline that they put themselves through to achieve their goals. They inspire us, don't they, to match that sort of discipline, not maybe in sport, but in what we do. We get a real pleasure, don't we, from sharing in their success. And we empathise with them as their dreams don't always work out, but their commitment to doing their best remains. At Lighthouse, earlier on in the year, we were looking at the last week of Jesus' life. And in the run-up to that week, Jesus was saying some very thought-provoking things to the people at that time. When Jesus stood up and said, I am the light of the world, he was actually making a very, very provocative statement. In the temple treasury in Jerusalem, and in the courtyards there, in the courtyard of the women, I think, during the Feast of Tabernacles, there were four great golden candelabra, which the Jews put up to remind them How, as Israelites, they were led in the desert by a great pillar of light in the sky when they left Egypt before coming to the Promised Land. And at night, that light would light up the courtyards of the city because the temple was up on the hillside and with this light above the walls of the temple shining out anywhere in the city, you could see this light and it would shine down, it would shine into the lanes, into the courtyards, into the squares and give out its light piercing the darkness for the seven nights of the festival. And he may well have stood in front of them and provocatively said, you see these lights? They actually represent me. I am the light of the world, meaning I am God. I'm just the same as the one who led you out of Egypt. And I can open your eyes to understand your spirit and to guide you in the truth about yourself and in the pathway of your life and satisfy your most urgent needs. Not just for one week of festival, but a light that will last forever. Imagine what the Jews would have thought about that. Well, we know what happened to him, but we also know that that light wasn't extinguished, wasn't left in the tomb, but was a resurrection light. But like the Israelites' festivals, our Olympic experience has quite a lot of ceremony wrapped up in it as well, doesn't it? Not just in getting medals and rewarding success, but also in being part of that collective experience, like running with a torch or going to watch one of the sports. It makes me think that as humans, in this day and age, we like our rituals and our symbols, the passing of the flame having an eternal flame somewhere always available to relight any flame accidentally extinguished so that we could say there was a continuous line there of flame from the source. And the torches were carried by each nation, coming together and growing together to make a single flame structure. Very powerful imagery about the diversity and unity in the world, about sharing and belonging. We've got some pictures of that here, just... Stuart, if you put up the next four pictures or so, you can see the first one there with the flames all come together, but that structure not yet folded up. 209 or so, starting to be folded up, then folded up, and then zoom in close. And those individual flames become one flame together. It was very exciting, wasn't it? It was very effective. It was a very powerful symbol. It was very similar to Jesus saying to his church, is his body. And all of us are different parts, but united under him. It feels as if, with our Olympic celebrations and our Olympic ceremonies, we're like the Greeks might have been to John. Very nearly there, but not quite realising that Jesus is the light of the world. Imagine if he was at that opening ceremony like he was in the temple courts 2,000 years ago. Imagine how provocative it would have been at the end of the fantastic Danny Boyle Spectacular, which celebrated our history and our culture and our scientific development and the diversity of our nation, just like we saw the diversity earlier in our lineup of TV watchers and artists and uh, policemen, radiographers, kids with mobile phones. Imagine if, at the end, Jesus just stood up in front of the flame... And it said, I am the light of the world. You see this light. Whoever believes in me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. How provocative that would have been, wouldn't it? But that is what he says. And he's saying to each one of us today, in a way that you cannot ignore, we cannot ignore this in a way which reaches up and down the spectrum of our diversity and forwards and backwards in time and says, whoever you are and wherever you are, believe in me and follow me and you need never stumble around in darkness again because I can give a perception to your life that will help you understand it, to see things that you thought you couldn't see, to have some purpose in your life, to direct you and to guide your path, to give power to light your way and to give you the strength to walk with me as I carry the light. The enjoyment of sharing this Olympic experience together and the almost hunger of desire to communicate and celebrate with each other as humans, which we all feel and we're all talking about, that can be met and can be satisfied in the light of life, the one who brings meaning And purpose and vision and power for living like no one else. Like the power of light helping a plant to grow. That enjoyment of sharing experiences and relating with each other doesn't have to leave us as the Paralympics ends. Look how we're all feeling a bit more aware of our need to stop marginalising people because they happen to be different. There's a fantastic verse in the middle of Paul's letter to the church in Corinth where he uses the word light three times in one sentence. And I call this the laser light verse. As light bounces around inside it very powerfully. The Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit coming out of that verse. We'll have a quick look at it now. Stuart, if you can show the Olympic flame again. And then the next slide on. This is the verse... next one after that, there you go, thanks, next one, there we are. For God who said, way back at the beginning, let light shine out of darkness, let revelation come, caused his light to shine in our hearts, to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. What a fantastic verse, containing the magnitude of the creator God who first created light, the closeness of the personal God who through his spirit causes his light to shine in our hearts like an x-ray cutting through everything right to the middle to give you the understanding of his glory through the face of Christ by looking to Jesus. Why does he do that? He wants to give us that understanding, not just to have a head knowledge, but to have an understanding that says, and I will follow this light And I will be a light as I follow him and reflect his glory in my life through his power at work in me. In the way I live and grow and flourish for him. By the way I relate to his world and to those around me. Jesus, the light of the world, is here. Let us find out what pleases him and do it. That's what it is to follow him. To dedicate our body, soul and spirit like an athlete's dedication to themselves for their competition. Follow Jesus, who is the light of life and holds the map to life and let us walk with him now and together in glory. Children are going to come back in in a minute and in our final song, they're going to walk around following the light that Grant went out with with some of their lights as well as we sing these words of encouragement to each other. Jesus is the light of the world. Pass it on.